This is Ham College, Episode 84, for January 7, 2022. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM. Now's the time to spice up your ham shack with ICOM's new, now shipping, ID52A handheld. The perfect radio for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this winter season. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Ham College. I'm Professor Thomas. And I'm Dean Martin. And we've got some... Well, these, I don't think these questions are going to be as tough as they were last time around. You disagree with me, though, huh? Yeah, there's a few of them. I don't really know the... I don't. At least I don't remember the formula, too. Okay. Um, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Right. The ones that I said were really hard, we managed to scrape through those uh, with little bit of buzzer, so we'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, as some of you may know, I'm, well, I should be recovered from COVID now. I tested positive on the last day of 2021 and ran fever a couple of days, had a stuffy nose. I lost my sense of taste, as you can tell by the shirt here. I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, fever's been down now. I, I should be uh, past it. So uh, there's that. Wasn't too bad on me. So uh, glad it was this particular strand and not one of the previous ones. So I thought I was going to make it through the year unscathed, but it didn't quite happen. Do you really know how to kick off the new year, man? Well, or end an old one. Either way. Yeah. So uh, what's been going on with you, Dean? Oh, just uh, messed around. I got a repeater over here. Been trying to get put together. Looking forward to that. That commercial came a while ago. At the start, I got my new ID52 in. I've been playing with that a lot. Been really enjoying that. Um, that and just the regular work thing keeping me pretty busy. Yeah, uh, I got my ID-52. Well, I got it at the same time you did. And I got it programmed this week, so it's ready to go. And uh, I really haven't talked on it much yet because I only got it going like a day or so ago. But looking forward to that. And other than that, I don't know. It's uh, We'll see what the year brings. Hopefully uh, this year will be a little better than last, but who knows? I hope. Yeah. Uh, I, I shudder to say it can't be any worse because it really could, uh, although the last one was pretty bad all the way around for me. But at any rate, yeah, looking forward to better things. Hopefully it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I hope so. Well, what did we talk about during the last class lecture here? Well, that's a that's a real good question because my paper is printed sitting in the printer over here behind me. Uh, actually, it's behind you. 
from here. You, but uh, I think to, we talked about the Q signal, Q quality. Q. I don't remember everything. Yeah. Why don't you help me out there? Yeah, it wasn't anything to do with that. So maybe, maybe I should uh, help out here a little bit. It was on time constants and phase relationships. RL and RC time constants, phase angles, and reactive circuits and components, admittance, and subceptance. Well, what are we going to talk about this time around? Do you know that? I do know that. We're going to talk about uh, coordinate systems and phasers and electronics, rectangular coordinates, polar coordinates, and phasers. I don't know if they're going to be on Kill or Stun, but I guess we'll find that out as we go along. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's going to be painful. Nah, <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't not. doubt that one bit. Yeah. Maybe not so bad. I, I don't think these are as bad as some we've had before. Good. Yeah, 2021 wasn't too good on for me on the question pool either. So There's something we mentioned at the first of every show, and what is that? Well, that there's a live chat going on. Well, there if is. you're watching the live stream and you're not in the chat room, you're missing half the fun. And we used to have the external chat client going. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, the chat, we're using the YouTube chat now. So it's a lot easier for you to get to it. Um, if you're using one monitor, that satisfies the request for that. You can also break out the chat into a separate monitor, put it on another one. So I think we got the best of. Both worlds for everybody on that one. And, Tommy, you notice I've got the, uh, well, that's not a beacon there. That's actually a side marker light from a mm -hmm. tower. And it's illuminated tonight and glowing there. And that thing is illuminated with uh, one of those, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you can buy them now or not, but it used to when there was a Radio Shack store. They sold those uh, high brilliance white LEDs, and that's mm -hmm. that's what's uh, in that lamp right there. Now, no, okay. it's not very bright. If uh, it, it wouldn't warn off an airplane, but uh, worked out right here. No, it's pretty. It's pretty bright though. I, I mean, I don't know in person, but it looks pretty bright on camera. Yeah. Uh, so it worked out pretty good. I, it's funny that you've got that up there because I got one of those too when you did. And I got mine out a couple of days ago and set it out, and I'm going to do something with it. Uh, I actually got a segment in mind I was thinking about doing, possibly if I can pull it together. Yeah. For our amateur logic. Cool. Well, are you about ready to get on into the questions for tonight? I'm probably about as good as ready as I'm going to get. Well, uh, you want to flip the coin? Nah. Here, I'll flip the remote control. Okay. It's on heads. What is that? So I'll, I'll receive. You'll receive. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll answer the first question. All right. Well, let's chips fall where they may. Which of the He's following? He's in the chat room. Which of the following represents capacitive reactance in rectangular notation? Is it A minus J X? B plus JX. C, delta. Or D, omega. And this is one of the ones that I don't know, so I, th I think I made the wrong choice on the uh, 
on the coin toss there, on the remote toss. So I'm just going to guess capacitive. I'm going to go with A. I, cause first one, but I really don't know the answer. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes you're pretty lucky at these guesses. It's not this time? No, actually, I think it is this time. Most of the chat room really? is saying A. And oh, I see, I see a B in there. I see some A's. Yeah, but I, but I just, I like I said, that's the first one. I don't know. I don't think it's C or D. Um, those don't, those don't really work for me. So it had to be A or B, and I just picked A because it's the first one. Yep, it's A. Mm. I'll be going J. down to the store and get a lottery ticket when the show's over. Yeah. I've used that a lot because of well you know, working in radio, but, um, yeah, the J means reactance. If it's minus, it's capacitive. If it's plus, it's inductive. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next question here. And I didn't really reason that out too much before I answered either, because I just didn't really know how to reason it out. There was no, no reason for the answer for me on that one. How are impedance described? Yeah, how are impedances described in polar coordinates? A by x and r values. B by real and imaginary parts. By C or C. <laughs> C by phase angle and magnitude. Or D by y and g values. And this one I actually have a little bit of a idea about this one i should have i did pick the wrong order apparently how are impedances described in polar coordinates all right i know there's two different ways that we describe impedances and that is in rectangular or polar and polar that's going to have something to do with degrees and the only thing there that's got degrees in it is C by phase angle and magnitude. I think if it was uh, rectangular, it, you know, it would be A by X and R. But I think in this case, it's going to be C. Chat rooms uh, mostly say in C. And it yeah, is. mostly. Yeah. By cool. phase angle and magnitude. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to hit you with another one here. Which Make it an easy one. Which Take it easy the following one. represents an inductive reactance in polar coordinates? Is it A, a positive magnitude? B, a negative magnitude. C, a positive phase angle. Or D, a negative phase angle. Um, I don't think it's A or B. I don't think it's by magnitude. I think it's going to be D. No, I think it's going to be C. 
I think it's going to be C or D. Definitely one of those two. Okay. I'm going to go with D. That was my first hunch. Okay. But this stuff I don't really deal with ever, so. And I don't study for the test, clearly. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I kind of gave you a hint in the last one there, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. And I was trying to think about that, but uh, apparently I don't remember right. It wasn't very good. Oh, hint, well. Apparently. So, oh, uh, yeah, a positive phase angle. Um, okay, it's reactant. So inductance would have been negative. Yep. Yep. Because I got them, I got them inverted. Yeah. You know, all of this stuff right here is where electronics kind of started getting real and imaginary. Uh huh. Like nightmarish. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you understand the principles behind it, I'm sure it's not that bad. But yeah. Anyway, well, chat room a little mixed. On that one. I, should, most, I needed to devote more time to stuff like that. Most said it was C. What coordinate system is often used to display the resistive, inductance, and or capacitive reactance components of impedance? Wow, that's a, quite the mouthful there. A, maidenhead grid. B, Faraday grid. C, elliptical coordinates. RD, rectangular coordinates. What coordinate system is often used to display the resistive, inductive, and or capacitive reactance components of impedance? What coordinate system? No, it's not a maidenhead grid. We, I mean, we know that's, you know, that's, that's something totally different. And, uh, Faraday grid? I'm not sure what a Faraday grid would be, but I know it's not That must this. be one panel of the Faraday cage. Yeah, so it's either going to be elliptical or rectangular coordinates. And um, yeah, it, it's going to be rectangular because it's either... I know we're either talking about polar or rectangular. So, yeah, it's got to be rectangular. I'm going to say it's D. Chat room. Seems, yeah, everybody got that one in there. Yeah. And it is. It's D. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of elliptical being used for anything like that. That, no. I'm, that I'm aware of. Um, okay. What is the name of the diagram used to show the phase relationship between impedances at a given frequency? Is it A, a Venn diagram? B, near-field diagram? C, phasor diagram? Or D, Far field diagram. Okay. What's the name of the diagram used to show the phase relationship between impedance at a given frequency? Now, see, these are, there's really no way that I know of to reason these out. 
like if you don't know them. But I, I think this one is going to be C because I think I remember us talking about this a few months back, maybe. Phaser diagram. I hope that's right. At least I think it is. But uh, I seem to remember us talking about that. Okay. I don't remember talking about it, but uh, I'll agree with you. It's a phaser diagram. Chat rooms agreeing too. And it is. All right. Yeah, it was it would have been back on one of the ham colleges several months back, I think. Okay. We may have. I I just don't recall. Yes. Okay. And there's the phaser diagram right there. It's uh, Yeah. That's yeah, and that's when you were yeah, just when you were explaining about the angle or the degrees. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know it shows us a magnitude. That's funny. I can remember phase. some of that, but I can't remember the one earlier, whether it was uh, inductive or capacitive, with positive or negative. Yeah. From five minutes ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so five minutes ago. But throw a phaser <laughs> diagram at you and you got it. Well, it's because it's got the word phaser in it. What nerd wouldn't stick to that? Or like, <laughs> True. It'd have to be a first choice, wouldn't it? <laughs> what does the impedance 50 dash J25 represent? A, 50 ohms resistance in series with 25 ohms inductive reactance. B, 50 ohms resistance in series with 25 ohm capacitive reactance. C, 25 ohms resistance in series with 50 ohms inductive capacitance. I'm sorry, inductive reactance. Or D, 25 ohms resistance in series with 50 ohms capacitive reactance. So hmm. what does the impedance 50 minus J25, that's a minus, not a okay. dash there. So... You know, I look at that and I say, well, that's a 50 ohms resistance and that's 25 ohms. It's negative, so it's capacitive reactance. And let's see, uh, the answer is there. The only one that has 50 ohms resistance in series with 25 ohms capacitive reactance is B. So that's what I'm going with. Chat room seems to agree. And it is. And why? Why is that the answer? Just because? Uh, well, because we're talking about impedance there, and it's specified as 50 minus J25. All right, so the first part, 50, is 50 ohms of resistance. And then the imaginary part or the reactive part is the J part there. And since the J is negative, that means it's capacitive, so that would be minus 25 ohms of reactance and capacitive okay, reactance. Okay, so the J is, is capacitive. Yeah. Well, okay. Because the negative J, if it had been a positive J, it would have been inductive. But since it's a negative J, it's capacitive. Okay. Yeah. It's just... The J just means uh, it's a reactance. 
And okay. The, and the minus plus means if it's capacitive or reactants. So, all right, you know, like I say, I, I've i dealt with this a lot on uh, antenna matching and stuff, so I'm kind of familiar with it, which is just all good for me on this one. And I've, I've dealt with it twice. Tonight, and then the other time I took my test. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? And I probably knew it then because I, I did study hard for that test, but that's been a long time. Where is the impedance of a pure resistance plotted on rectangular coordinates? Is it A, on the vertical axis? B, on a line through the origin slanted at 45 degrees? C, on a horizontal line, offset vertically above the horizontal axis. Or D, on the horizontal axis. Now, let me say, this is not something that I've done or used a lot here. So, yeah, little, uh, this one kind of is, oh, well, it requires a little thought. The impedance of pure resistance plotted on the rectangular coordinates. It's going to require some pure guesswork, probably. It, yeah, a good deal of that. Um, be on the vertical axis. Resistance? On the line through the origin. The horizontal line offset. Vertically above the horizontal axis, or D on the horizontal axis. Rectangular coordinates. I'm going to say it's D. Oh, well, now what's the chat room saying? Yeah, they're saying D delta. D, there's a C. But mostly D. I'm I'm going with D. Okay. I'm gonna agree with you. It's D. It is well, D. You would think line. the reactance would be the Y axis going up, but I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I just got lucky. Well, that's two what lottery I tickets for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go more into that here shortly, but uh, we got Good. one more question right now before we do that. What coordinate system is often used to display the phase angle of a circuit containing resistance, inductive or, and or capacitive reactants? A, maidenhead grid. B, Faraday grid. C, elliptical coordinates. Or D, polar coordinates. You well, know, this is almost the same question we had earlier. I, I similar, very similar. I don't know if it's the same question, but it's the same answers. Sure, the same answers. Yeah. What coordinate system is often used to display the phase angle of a circuit containing resistance and inductive or capacitive reactants? Hmm. Not a maidenhead grid. 
Not a Faraday grid. We still haven't figured out what that one is. Yeah. Not elliptical coordinates because, well, just because it's not. And I know, you know, when we're talking about phase angle, we're talking about uh, polar. So it's D, polar coordinates. That's one I would have I would have picked as well. Chat rooms mostly saying D on that. And it is. Polar coordinates. Well Is there an elliptical coordinates that's ever used in relation to these things, these items? Not that I'm familiar with. Um I've never I've never heard of it. Yeah, but uh, I don't have a lot of exposure to it either, as I've clearly demonstrated. Yeah, at least not when we're talking about impedances. There might be elliptical coordinates for something else, but not not with impedances here. All right, so we've got more questions. Yay! They're going to take a little bit of explaining and <laughs> ciphering. So, okay. Maybe we'll take a quick break, come right back, uh, stretch our feet just a little bit, and sharpen up our pencils. So, don't go away. Maybe we can give something away when we come back, too. Ah, good idea. Didn't get everything you wanted on your holiday wish list? Now is the time to spice up your ham shack with ICOM's new now shipping ID-52A handheld. This radio is perfect for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this holiday season. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is a VHF-UHF dual bander with D-Star and FM dual mode functions. The ID-52A is now shipping. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex, repeater, regional, and worldwide calls over the D-Star Internet Gateway. The ID-52A is the first handheld amateur radio with a full-color 2.3-inch waterfall display and the ability to send photos over D-Star with a connected Android device. Other features include wideband receiver with guaranteed range of 144 to 148 and 440 to 450 megahertz, simultaneous receive for VHF, VHF, UHF, UHF, VHF, UHF with dual DV mode. Integrated GPS GLONASS receiver including grid square location, micro SD card slot, micro USB for data transfer, programming, and charge, and it meets IPX7 waterproof specifications. For more information on this and all the great ICOM radios, visit icomamerica.com amateur. Happy New Year from ICOM. A nice ICOM ham crew t-shirt, very similar to my ICOM D-Star crew t-shirt I've got on. You'll look good, just as good when you leave the ham fest as you did when you got there, like we always say. Yeah. Or at least I always say. And but it's very true. Maybe what other, other uh, ever else he, Jesse can stuff into yeah, the box he usually, there. usually puts some extra goodies in there, doesn't he? Yeah. So. so if you wanted to win that, well, what you'd need to do is send us an email. 
send it to hamcollege at amateurlogic.tv. And you can include a note in there if you want to, or, you know, you don't really have to say a whole lot either if you don't want to. But you do have to have an email address and a name. Almost everybody's got that. Just about. And a shirt size. Everyone who's entered so far has, I'll put it that way. Pretty stringent requirements. We we uh, we don't really waver on those two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Well, right before the show tonight, we did a random drawing, and then I did a random printing on a piece of paper here, and we've <laughs> got a winner. And let's see. This email says I have been enjoying the study videos. Seven three. Henry Crawford, KN4HPC. Well, congratulations, Henry. You're going to be the next uh, best-dressed ham coming and going to the Ham Fest. Yeah, congratulations. And so if if you'd like to enter and maybe uh, win next month's swag package, then send us an email, hamcollege at amateurlogic.tv, and we may draw your name. Yeah, if you if you entered this month or previous month, the queue gets cleared out. So be sure to resend in again for this coming month, the next drawing, so you can be entered again if you didn't yep. win. And I'm seeing a lot of folks over here in the chat room that I know have not entered yet. And look, Dean Martin is wearing one of these shirts right here. Who, in their right mind, wouldn't want to be seen in the same kind of wardrobe that Dean Martin wears? That's, yeah, that's quite the endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're really nice shirts. I like them. I've got three different uh, ones. I've got the QRP, the Ham Crew, and the D-Star Crew mm-hmm. shirts. Yeah, I do too. All right, well, let's get back into the questions. Some of your favorite subjects I know. And where did we leave off? Let's see. Uh, it's all in good fun, man. I think I answered the last one. Okay. So I'll throw you a bone here. When using rectangular coordinates to graph the impedance of a circuit, what do the axes represent? A, the x-axis represents the resistive component, and the y-axis represents the reactive component. B, the x-axis represents the reactive component, and the y-axis represents the resistive component. C, the x-axis represents the phase angle, and the y-axis represents the magnitude. Or D, the x-axis represents the magnitude, and the y-axis represents the phase angle. It's almost a little bit of a tongue twister. When using rectangular coordinates to graph the impedance of a circuit, what do the axes mean or axes represent? Well, this is basically goes back almost to the one I just answered question before last. I think it's going to be A. The x-axis represents the resistive component because that would have been the horizontal line like I mentioned in the last one. And it seemed to me that the Y would have been the reactive. And so I'm, th- I'm going with A because that falls right in line with the last one that I answered. 
that's that's what the folks in the chat room are saying too. I'm going to agree with you. That is what you said a while ago. So I yeah, I think you're onto something there. And you are. See, you need more of these than you thought. Well, I'm pretty dang good guesser. <laughs> and, you know, when would you actually do some of this rectangular coordinates graphing and such? Me? Yeah. Only on Ham College. Okay. Well, that's a very good answer. Uh, you're right about that one, too, just because I know what the next question is going to be, but you're asking me this one. Which point on figure E5-1 best represents the impedance of a series circuit consisting of a 400-ohm resistor and a 38 picofarad capacitor at 14 megahertz? A, point 0.2. B, point 0.4. C, point 0.5. Or D, point 0.6. Well, first thing... I guess we probably ought to look at figure E5-1. That, that would probably help some. That would probably help. Even as good a guesser as I am, I can't guess them without at least even seeing. And, well, how many? Eight different points on there to choose from. Hmm. And, you know, just right off, I don't think I can guess a point. Let's go back and what look. What were the values? 400 ohms? 400 ohms resistance and a 38 picofarad capacitor, all right? Well, the 400 ohms of resistance, that's going to tell me that on the, um, the x-axis there, it's going to be out at 400, but it's not point number six there because there is some reactance with it. The reactance is going to be negative since it's capacitive and there's only one point there that is right at 400 on the x-axis and that's going to be 0.4 but let's actually calculate this out i'm pretty sure it was going to be 0.4 because that's the only one that lines up right under the 400 ohms of resistance there and that looks like what around uh around minus 300 of reactants but Let's calculate that out. So we probably need a formula, and we need to convert that capacitance in picofarads over and into a capacitive reactance. And capacitive reactance formula is 1 over 2 pi Fc. 2 pi is going to be 6.282. Frequency was 14 megahertz, so that's uh, 14 million. And the capacitance is... 38 picofarad, so that's 0.000000038. So it's out to the negative 12th. And so we multiply those three together and get the reciprocal of it. If I was to pull that up on a nearby handy calculator here, 6.282 times our frequency... Which was 14, 14 million. That equals this number. And then I've got to say that times nine zeros, I think. Capacitance point one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, 
1.38. And then we'll take the reciprocal of that. 299. Since it is capacitive reactance, we know that's uh, minus 299. And there it is. Uh, if we line that out, the resistance that's there. pretty close. 400 ohms. The capacitive reactance is a minus 300. You draw a line out between those two, and they intersect there at point number four. All righty. Easy enough, huh? Didn't seem too bad. Yeah, I, I didn't think particularly so. So it was point four, which is B. And now your questions. Which point on figure E5-1 best represents the impedance of a series circuit consisting of a 300-ohm resistor and an 18-microhenry inductor at 3.505 megahertz? Is it A, 0.1? B, 0.3? C, 0.7? Or D, 0.8. That was a 300-ohm resistance, right? Yep. And 18 microhenry inductor. Mm -hmm. Well, just first looking at the chart there. So I think that's going to be positive. Yep. Huh? Uh, looking at the chart at uh, 300 ohms of resistance on the x-axis, if you look positive, well, yeah, there's a 0.3 and 0.8 both kind of line up with 300 ohms of resistance. So, yeah, yeah, you'll have to do some ciphering. What is the formula? Do you have it? Well, as turns out, I actually have it, but you know, you won't be able to ask me when you take your exam. I'll share uh, it with yeah. you though. If, but I, I would have also studied this before I went in to take the exam, which I did not do this time. Yeah. Maybe so, I should start doing that because these questions are a lot harder. I usually don't study to kind of make things a little bit more interesting, but they're pretty tough without without any study. There's not much way to reason some of this stuff out without knowing it. X of L equal 2 pi FL. So it's the same formula, it's just you just don't take the reciprocal of it. Okay. And you substitute the inductance in place of the capacitance. Times uh, 3.505 megahertz. Mm-hmm. And how many zeros for your 18 microhenry? I think it was uh, four zeros and 18. 396. 396. There's a chart. Which point do you think it is? Oh, it's going to be point three. Point three. Which would have okay. been uh, B, I think. And it is. So. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, yeah. When you look at the slide with the answers already on it. it particularly, but I don't think they show slides at the test. They should. Yeah. I guess you should bring that up. Maybe it's the next testing session. Yeah, I probably won't, though. <laughs> and one more question tonight. And I don't know, could you 
Could you have any idea what it might be on? I imagine it's another one of these like this. But it's going to be another variation on it, I'm sure. Pretty similar. Which point on figure E5-1 best represents the impedance of a series circuit consisting of a 300-ohm resistor and a 19-picofarad capacitor at 21.200 megahertz? A, point one. B, point three. C, point seven. Or D, point eight. All right, let's look at the chart again. That's going to be 300 ohms, 300 ohms of resistance. So if I look at the chart and I come over to 300 ohms of resistance on the x-axis, it's capacitive, so it's going to be negative. What was it, 19 picofarads? So the only point... That only really leaves you one to choose from. Yeah, it's going to be point one. So I think we could skip the math on this particular one. It's the same math that I used uh, when I solved the first one earlier. Oh, uh, the first one where you get the reciprocal? Yeah, so we could go through it again, but there's only going to be one possible choice, and that's going to be So what's one. the logic to use a reciprocal or not? Uh, if it's a capacitive reactance, you have a reciprocal in the formula. Okay. If it's inductive, you don't. And, you know, you think about it, those two are right, you know, inductive and capacitive reactants are right opposite of each other, polarity-wise. And that yes. is all the questions for tonight. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what we have, one buzzer in there? Did we have one? Yeah, we had one. Yeah. So, one we didn't do too terrible. Uh, I'm bad. skipping the lottery ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, impedance stuff gets a little tougher, especially when you go to splaining it in polar and rectangular means. I prefer, uh -huh. I'm going to say, I prefer to. To use rectangular, then I do polar. You do? Yeah. Which would Why? you prefer? Neither. Well, would would this have been easier if we had been solving with phase angles? No, this would probably have been the easier choice. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple math if you know the formula, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Glad you're feeling better. Uh, uh, me too, thanks. It it really wasn't that bad, but yeah, you know, I don't That's good. I don't think this variant has been that bad on the majority of folks. That those that are vaccinated anyway, but uh, mm -hmm. I I'm not a doctor, but I play a professor on internet television. It's almost the same thing. No, it's not that kind of professor. Mm. Well, I don't know. I've seen a professor charge batteries with seawater in a bamboo bicycle. Well, true. Yeah. You can do that. That speaks something. Uh, Spike says he resolves to put an antenna up before the next tornado. 
That's good thinking. You want to be ready when the next tornado comes. That's true. I do have some things some that I said I wanted to try to accomplish through the next year. I don't know if you'd call those resolutions, but some goals, I, I do try to do that. So I, I want to try to improve my antenna situation here. And I really want to improve my uh, station situation here. I've kind of gotten sort of crowded over here with the gear and stuff. So I'm going to try to do something with that through the year. When I got this desk, I noticed the show that uh, was on for the pre-show here actually showed the desk. Somebody was asking about it, and I think that's when I was showing the, the one that I bought. And when I got that thing, I'm like, I'll never fill that thing up, man. I got so much room, and now it's like it's hardly a place to put a pencil in between some of the stuff over here. Wow. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way that always works out. Yeah. When I built this uh, this building here, I don't know. The last one, mm, uh, it was a little bigger than a third the size of this one, the last building I had. And I was thinking, mm -hmm. well, this one's this one will be plenty big. I won't have ever. Filled it up. No, it didn't take that long, did it? No, it's it's full to the to the brim, man. Yeah, it's pretty much like my room in here. I've got this whole. It's a pretty good sized bedroom actually in the house, and uh, it it is full. I have to move things around to get the other things now. I need to finish up some of this stuff so I can clear some of it out of here. Yep. Well, you want to call it an evening, and I do. And well, it was fun. It was a little bit tough on a few of those things, but it wasn't that terrible. So no, could have been had, worse. We've had a lot tougher questions. I thought. Uh, yeah. Don't don't be like me and you study and pay attention to class before you uh, go take your test, and it it won't be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here tonight, everyone. Uh, couldn't do it without you. It's always great to have people over there in the chat room and answering the questions and getting some of the same wrong and right answers as us. That's, in That's true. encouraging. Yeah. Well, we'll see you on uh, Amateur Logic next Friday. All right. So hopefully some of you, 73. Sounds like a plan. 7-3. Capacitive resistive. If you'd like to enter, maybe uh, win next month's swipe. Swipe. I don't even know what I was trying to say there.